there, Jack McLean here and welcome to Prepare Like a Pro Live Chats. Prepare Like a Pro is a business that I created earlier in the year. We're a strength and conditioning business working with male and female developing footballers all over the country. We're based in Melbourne and we specialise in structuring athletic development programs as well as physical preparation for off-season, pre-season and in-season training. Super excited tonight to catch up with Christian Woodford. Those that don't know, Woody been running WSC for the last nine years, which is an athlete-focused gym centre, strength and conditioning business driven by results. So he works with professional, semi-professional, as well as amateur weekend warriors. He's worked at the VIS, where he did a traineeship, internship, at the Victorian and Australian Gridiron team as a strength and conditioning coach at Maryland University, which we talk about, working in a college over in the States, Football Federation Victoria, Head Sports Science, Melbourne Victory Youth League, and as well the Oakley Chargers, which are in the NAB League. So I'll send over my invitation now to Christian Woodford and going into the chat. Woodford, send. If you have any questions for Woody, guys, make sure you hit the question button at the bottom of your screen and send through a question there. Hit connecting through. Go, okay, guys. Woody, how you going, mate? Yeah, good. I'm- Take us back to the beginning, mate. When did you discover yeah. you had a passion? Or strength and conditioning, athlete development, fitness, whatever you want to call it? I started pretty young. So, Jack, I started – look, I've been obsessed with football and cricket my whole life. So I played fo- sport, um, football, cricket my whole life since I was like eight to seven. And I was obsessed with like the, the – obviously the skill, but I was obsessed with like how you, like the physical side of sport. So how you can understand, how you can maximize sports performance from like a young age. From, I reckon 14 years old, I've been kind of obsessive with that. I wouldn't say truly sports performance – I was obsessed with, like like yourself, with fitness. Hello, Jez. Jeremy, how are you going? Always been obsessed with it. So that kind of led me to do Cert 3 and 4. I did Cert 3 and 4 when I was 18. 18, not yet. Thanks, Karen. 18, 19. And then what happened was my passion was more fitness. Like if everyone's watching this, I'm sure Jack didn't start off with being obsessed with sports performance first. You could have been, Jack. But you, I'm pretty sure that you would have just passion with fitness. I mean, like health and fitness, like Cert 3 and 4. And I started doing that. And I remember when I was 19, my first job, I remember, I, could, I don't know if this happened to you, brother, but how they say to you, you need experience, but you can't get experience without getting experience. So I went to gyms. And they'd be like this, Jack, um, yeah, we can't hire you because you don't have any experience. And I still remember saying to this woman, and I remember when I was 19 years old, I said, listen, I need an opportunity. Every I went to 10 gyms, bro. No one would give me a look in unless they said this, pay $350 rent and we will take you on. Yeah, Man, I don't, I'm 19 years old. I'm not going to put myself under that burden. And back in those days, you couldn't sign a six-month agreement. And it was yeah. 12 months, yeah. you're locked in. Plain and simple. These days it's different because just throwing it out there, you, they cannot hold you to that contract. It's bullshit. I, my, my mate's a lawyer and I remember back in the day when I was about 22, he used to always say to me, he was doing law and he used to say, they, those contracts will not hold up in a court of law. You don't have to pay them. So what they've done now. I don't know about today's in public, but profile their fitness first year contract. Well, nothing, nothing will happen, brother. They can't hold you to it. My mate is, is like a real high lawyer now. This is before he was a high lawyer. He used to say to me, Woody, they will not hold up in court. They can't hold it to that. So what they do now is they're smart. They use six months agreements, which is fine. Six months should be fine. If you can't do nothing in six months, but a year is stupid. So I remember going to this small chain gym, Adam and Eve, and begging this woman saying, listen, I don't want you to pay me. I will just show you what I'm worth. I will do free work. I will clean equipment. I'll clean the toilet. I don't care. Give me an opportunity. She turned to me and said, I'll give you an opportunity. I just want to see what you can do. And I remember in the first two weeks, they loved me. Um, and they hired me from there. So I got an opportunity to start off in this industry. So 
for everyone out there who thinks that I just started training athletes, that's just a load of shit. No one, no one does that. The, the small percentage who do, um, I believe, haven't got a well-rounded base. You need, I reckon you change general pop, you get a, a well-rounded round, base from that. And from there, then you can specialize in athlete development. Hired to do what, Daniel? I, I was hired to PT, so personal train and do – now, this is back in the day where you could do gym for hours. So the company, the small chain gym, would pay me for gym for hours. They'd pay me $18 an hour, which now I think about it is so low. But back then, I was happy to even make $5 an hour because I love what I did. Yeah. And – That well, you got to, exactly. But these days, kids, listen, if you're an exercise science student, personally, most of you kids have your head up your ass. You need to stop doing that and you need to humble yourself a little bit and you need to start at the lowest level and build your way up. I always say that to, to young kids who come through Woodford and they say to me, look, I want to work with elite athletes. Now, Jack, you've worked with elite athletes. You understand this. You work in the AFL club. It, it, it's, it's hard to do. It's not easy to do. You've got to play a lot of politics. You've got to pay your dues to get to that point. That's why people like you I respect because it takes time to get to that point. That I'm sure you've explained it to people before. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to really pay your dues. You've got to work your way up. You've got to make networks. And for me, networking, it's not like it, people think it's such a bad thing to network. Networking for me is just, it, it's a respect thing, but also it's kind of like just meeting up with people, getting to know them, helping them out when they need help. For me, it's always been like educating people on what we do as a profession so more people can make make a living off what we do. Because when, when I, I don't want to go off track here, but I might, sorry, Jack, take me off to but um I don't look like Barisha, by the way. Thanks, Nick, though. They think I look like Barish from um, Melbourne Victory, but I hope I don't. But in terms of what I was saying was paying your dues and working, um, working your way up. And also, when I started Woodford, my whole idea was to educate the masses through social media to educate more athletes, coaches, not just S&C coaches, but I'm talking about skills coaches, to the benefit of us as a profession, Jack. Because I kind of saw so many exercise science students were, were graduating, but then I'd go to a fucking gym, Jack, and I would still see trainers coach isolation, split part, bodybuilding programs for fucking someone who wants to play cricket or football. And it doesn't matter about the level. Every sport has a physical component that we need to develop in the gym or on the field, regardless of what sport it is. Even lawn bowls, for everyone out there, lawn bowls has a strength conditioning coach in Australia because there's some sort of physical component to execute the skills. Now, lawn bowls and cricket is more of a technical, tactical, skill-based sport but it has, has still some sort of physical preparation needed to maximise performance and reduce chance of injury. When I started Woodford, my big goal was to educate the masses through social media to educate everyone, athletes, sports coaches, parents, of the benefit of us as a profession so we can get paid and we can be respected. Because when I went to the States at 25 years old, 24 years old, yeah. they've got this system where it's just so bought in. The athlete understands what physical preparation strength conditioning coach is. Look, I'm not saying they're perfect, but at least there's some sort of understanding of what they do. Over here, most people think that SNC is just flogging someone into the ground. Now, you and I know there's more of a science to it and there's more structure to it. And that's what I kind of tried wanted to do was to educate the population through social media. Now, people look at me and sometimes think that, look, this guy's a fuckwit, he's an asshole, he's arrogant. I'm not. I just truly love what I do. And what I've done is part of me is a, a marketer. I have to market strength conditioning. And how you do that is I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. Now, if you like that, you like it. If you don't like it, I'm not going to sit here and give a fuck about your emotions because I don't get emotional about this stuff. It's just plain and simple. This is what I believe. If you like it, that's fine. If you don't like me for my views, don't follow me. I don't give a fuck, really. I don't even care what my parents think about me, let alone you people. But if you like what I do, that's cool. If you like what Jack does, some people are a bit different to me, a bit more quiet to me. But that doesn't mean they're not good coaches. I'm outspoken because of how I am, because I just, that's who I am. 
You don't need to be me. Hello, Riley, how are you going? Good seeing you. But at the same time, it's like following guys who know what they do, like yourself. I know you had Wilmot on the on last time. Lockie's a great coach, fantastic that he's in the private sector. There's a lot of great coaches who, listen, 90% what we do, we can all agree on, Jack. It's just that 10% that we just bitch and moan about with each other. I just, I don't kind of stay out of it these days. I'm just going to say my view. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But I just, it's like, how can I leave the industry in a better place than when I found it? And that's what I'm trying to do right now is trying to keep, keep educating. So like, when you ask me to do this, I'll be the first one to say yes. Regardless of what it is, I don't care because it's for me, it's like, if I can impart some knowledge on people and help this industry develop, I will do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, they, just to hear the start, say so 10 different gyms that you you moved around to try and get that opportunity as an 18-year-old kid. Is that, yeah. uh, do you think that stemmed the, you know, plant the seed for motivation to be credit internship, give these guys opportunity experience? And then oh, mate. From, from that hat, what, when did you make the realisation that you were going to go from gen pop to sport? When was that progress? Yeah, so uh, first of all, yeah, that's the reason why I wanted to give people an opportunity. Jeremy Borzillo, Orphic Education, their podcast is a little... Okay, I wanted to give them an opportunity. Shout out to one of my staff, uh, Brick. Hello, Brick. I said, I'll just say your name, Jeremy Borzillo, you're a legend. I wanted to give young coaches an opportunity because when we went through exercise science, Jack, there was really no place you could do it other than professional sport or like the institute system. But I did, I'm not going to bag the institute system because I did an internship at the BAS. So I thought it was pretty good. I learned under a guy who was really good. But there was, you think about it, there's so many exercise science graduates, yet there was nothing in the private sector that you could develop a, a living for other than go pro sport or the institute system. So for me, it was like I wanted to give coaches and even trainers the opportunity, if you want to learn and you want to come learn under people who know what they're doing, you can see actual real-world application of science in the flesh. Like, this is no bullshit. This is not a scientific study. This is actually, I get paid. It's crazy to think, Jack, that I get paid to talk shit, talk shit to some of my mates and then just coach athletes of all different levels, all different ages. And this is what I get paid well to do. But it took me years to build my business. I mean, I'm nine years. Karen, September 14th, is that the nine-year anniversary of Woodford? Yeah, September 14th is the nine-year anniversary of Woodford. So nine years, I've chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And for everyone out there, I started Woodford charging at $45 an hour. 45 an hour, nine years ago, because no one knew what I was doing. I had no clients. I quit my job at that, that gym. I was at Adam and Eve and Genesis for eight years. And I said to my family, I'm coming back to create this business. I'm going to make it happen. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I'm going to go after this. Nine years ago, I was charging $45 an hour. Nine years forward, I'm charging a lot more than that. And I have a lot more. I, I went from having four, four centers. I used to have four centers back down to one. I've had, I've paid 65 coaches, 65 coaches have gone on to either go on to bigger and better things, gone to work in pro sport, gone to work in the collegiate system, gone intern the collegiate system, gone intern around Australia. And I've helped over, I think, five, six, 6,000 athletes in their journey that have come through the doors of Woodford over nine years. So I'm proud of what we've achieved. But at the same time, it takes off kind of that. You've done my internship. You've seen what we've done. It's just like I want to help more people, more coaches live their dream. To, so to watch um, guys like you go out there, go work at AFL level at Hawthorne, I don't know. Are you still there, Jack? Or what, what's the what's happening with that? No, I'm uh, I'm actually working with J Russ Russell. Edge is getting into it's called Edge Training. That's right. No, no. I'm, I'm Edge is doing. They're doing a, a gym now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, a few if if it goes well, which I'm sure it will. You're yeah, hitting myself, it up myself. So I look after the program and, and coach the afternoon sessions, and then Hal Marston's come from Melbourne Storm. He's the high performance manager, and so he's managing the facility and then coaching the mornings. We've got some some good SNCs involved as well. So yeah, all degree based. Right, where are you guys your first centre at? Where's that? It's on uh, several place Chapel Street. So our reference is, is uh Revolver. Have you guys opened yet or not? Open Monday. 
18th. Oh, mate, I've got to come down. I want to check it out. Yeah, it's huge, 400 square feet. Uh, meters. 400 square feet. Fuck, he's got money, though, bro. He's got money, man. <laughs> that's great, mate. That's fantastic. That's that's awesome. So have you done – I don't want to – look, this is personal for you, but and I know look, this is live, online live. We should have done this beforehand, but – are you ever going to go back to um, pro or are you happy with what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've logged a lot of this sort of stuff since starting Prepare. So I, I created yeah. Prepare March. I was pretty clear to me that my role wasn't going to survive COVID. So it was pretty much made redundant yeah. last year. Uh-huh. That's where I set up this business. And then yeah. I started with Edge. I was, I was keen to get a full-time contract somewhere. Did the whole yeah. emailing around your high-performance range at AFL clubs. Everyone's doing the same thing. So either my role, the, the you know first four-year boys got bumped up to the senior SNC, yeah. moved on, or they yeah. held the junior SNC of each program. So yeah. So the junior, so looking after the first to four year players, is that gone now? The the, the coach of that's gone now for every yeah. AFL team. Yeah, yeah. So you've gone back about five years where you've got your your one strength coach, your high performance manager, and then the guys looking after the VFL programs are. They're doing their own contract with the VFL club. Fucking hell, man! That's shit, man. For for the first to four year players, because they oh, really absolutely. needed that really detailed coaching and look everyone out there this is why Australian sports fucked like how fucking stupid is that they're going to cut someone like Jack who is doing a role that is so critical at that development age because I'll be honest with you there's some, this is nothing it's SNC coaches at tack cup level nablet but they don't pay to have someone like Jack like someone else who can like myself who can do it because there's no money in it and this is bullshit where I get upset because someone like yourself who can actually coach a first of four and de- help with the development, what's going to happen now is these kids aren't going to get that development and that could lead to injuries, poor performance, a number of different factors. But we don't believe in Australia yet the importance of the coach to develop athletically. And this is bullshit because they, there is money in the budget. I'm sorry, there would be money. It's a, it's a billion-dollar industry. And, okay, COVID does affect it. I understand that. But it does hurt me to hear that because that's 20 jobs gone, bro. 20 people who can't make a living for their family. You've got a young family. When I heard you, I did hear on the grapevine through my contacts. It does, it's not good to hear, man, when you've got a young family like that, man. Like, I'm lucky where I don't have a family. No, you've got a young family. So I'm glad that you've, you've you land on your feet, brother. And I'm, I'm happy to hear that for you, the private sector is going to be more stable for you and your family, brother. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, yeah, yeah. You know, grateful. You know, James Russell, also another good mate of mine, Tony Rankin's involved with that, the business as well. So I think it's, yeah. Probably worked out quite well in the end. But, you, um, what I like about that, though, what I like about this is people always say to me, oh, do you care when, when there's more competition in the private sector? No, not at all. Why? It's because then more people know about what we do. Like, yeah. everyone wins, bro. Everyone wins. Like, I'm not I'm not one of those people who, oh, fucking this and that. I love it. I think it's fantastic because I, when I started this, man, nine years ago or whatever, eight, I was alone, man. Like, I felt so alone. I felt like my own... I felt like me, I was fighting this battle. I had like a lot of help from the young kids coming through, but there was no one really making like a performance. I had Durham McGuinness, who's been doing it for years, respected Durham, him and I respect him. But now you've got you've got Iron Edge, yourself heading that up. You've got Durham, you've got Athletes Authority. You've got a lot of, you've got Mandy Hopper in, in Perth. You've got my mate Ryan Everton in Perth as well. You've got to look all around Australia. Look, I'm not going to go on and, and state the names, but what I'm trying to say is, it's fantastic that centres like yourself are heading up and people can start to understand, look, educated, applied, get results. Let's get more athletes into all these centres, get good results. And what happens then, everyone out there? We start getting paid what we're fucking worth because I'm sick to death of people not taking what they're worth. And respect to you, Jack, um, a little bit as well, where you didn't disrespect yourself and go back and say, oh, I'm happy to work for free because 
that's bullshit on you and that's unfair on you when you've got a young family. Oh, absolutely. you got to value your own time and it probably takes yeah. you to, to get a bit older to understand that. Correct. Yeah, but, but Jack, some people wouldn't have done that. They would have... The young kids, what they do is they go, oh, but I still want to hang around because I get the polo shirt and all this shit. It's, uh, listen, stop doing that. For everyone out there, I understand that you want to want to create networks, but please start respecting your time. Jay Ellis, who I reckon you should get on this podcast, um, and James James Russell is good mates with him as well. I think you should get Jay on as well because he's one. Of, he's my two I see at Woodford. He's brilliant. And he, he talks about he was at Melbourne and then they did not – he wasn't happy with what they offered them and he walked. So he's gone to work at NBL now at Melbourne United under one of my mates, uh, Pop, who's fantastic as their high-performance manager. He, he knows his worth like you. And I think for everyone out there, you've got to know your worth and you've got to sometimes say no and say no until you – until we as SNC coaches start saying no and not taking on these fucking bullshit roles for free, nothing's going to change. Like Kieran, who's my best friend here, who's my PA, who's just at her house now – she yeah. couldn't get over how we don't get paid. She goes, why don't you guys, like, she couldn't get over how people wouldn't pay for a high-level service. Like, she's she's pretty ruthless with how she sells me. Like, she's like, Christian's this amount, and if you can't pay it, well, that's fucking it. So go to one of other coaches, or this is another option you've got, or she's ruthless because she works in a business that you've got to make money to survive. And, it's a, and that's not to say that we want to be millionaires, but at the same time, we're educated like a fucking physio, like an osteo, like a car. We've done that education. We have a very critical role. Prevention is better than cure. We develop the athletes, athletes' athleticism, strength, power, speed to maximize athlete performance, but also we reduce their chance of injury. So wouldn't you want to invest in that? Because if an athlete is better prepared, they're not going to get injured. The money that you're paying them, even if it's at like local level, like some of my mates get a 1000 a game, if you prepare them properly, they're going to perform better, but also they're not going to get injured. The chances of you getting your best 22 on the park, the best ability is availability. They're going to win games. It's fucking common fucking sense, but it still hasn't hit us yet. It's coming slowly. More performances that open up like Iron Edge, like others that open up like um, uh, Durham, stuff like that at core advantage. The better we're all going to win, the better the athlete's performance, the better chance they're gonna, teams are going to win. And I'll tell you, it's coming. I always said nine years ago, we're about 15, 20 years behind America. If you look at American system, the private sector, Jack, it's fucking massive. You've got guys making bank there. Cressy, my man, DeFranco, Mike Boyle. These guys are on big money. Um, yeah. I, I honestly believe what's going to happen is the next five to ten years um, is going to be big, massive. So um, I can't wait to see what, what happens and, and, and the growth is going to be big. So if you're watching this and you're a young kid watching, know that the private sector is, is growing, is getting bigger, and it is it's going to be the next big thing. Absolutely. And that, that brings on to the next point in terms of people that have influenced your career. Obviously, you've yeah. influenced many, but you mentioned DeFranco yeah. going over to America yeah. and having that yeah. vision. Two questions. So who, who are some guys? How has DeFranco influenced you and some other guys as well? And then yeah. how far off are we? If we were nine years ago, you thought you were, we were 15, 20. Are we on track for five years' time yeah, to be uh, level? Yeah, so first of all, it was the guys in America at Maryland who really influenced me. Coach Wilson, who's at Buffalo now, he's the head S&C. Coach Wilson, Coach Weber, they were big ones at, at Maryland. Mike Boyle was a big one. I've obviously had him on my podcast as well. He was awesome, very open, honest. But the biggest one for me was Joe DeFranco. Joe DeFranco, when I was over there, I was looking, mum was like, well, what are you going to do? You're 24 years old, 25 years old. All your friends have jobs. Like they've all got like, they've nearly finished their trade. They're making good money. What do you want to do? And I really had no one to look at in the private sector who was promoting it online apart from one guy, Joe DeFranco in America. And I remember saying to myself, I'm going to come back and become the Joe DeFranco of Australia. I'm going to come. I'm going to be passionate. I'm going to show 
through knowledge, through theory and application, the applied aspect of sports science. So I owe Joe DeFranco my career, and I've said this to him numerous times. We still talk a fair bit. I'm glad that his shoulders okay. I know he had shot. I'm not actually on social media. My, my PA is actually on social media. She posts for me. But when I do talk to him, I still talk to him a fair bit. Like I was on his uh, podcast 194 episode of his industrial string show. I'm going over there next year. So uh, sorry, this year. Hopefully this year. The end of well, look. If it doesn't work out this year, I'll go next year. I'll go back on his podcast. He's been on my podcast. He's just been um such a big inspiration for me. If you don't know, guys know who he is. Check him out, Joe DeFranco. He's just unbelievable what he does. When you meet him, he's just like what he is online. He is in real life, like I am. He's a real person. He's fantastic. He's knowledgeable. He's yeah, he's unbelievable. So I know Kieran. Uh, Kieran wants to come over with me to meet him as well. So we will go over there. And one of my boys. This is crazy. How it's like three sixty. How my my whole life has come um full circle, Zach. Yeah, the guy I learned under at Maryland is taking on Chris DeCranis, my one of my young boys who's my coach at Woodford now. So when I when he when he goes over there, yeah, it's crazy. It's it, it's I've come full circle. So it's watching him develop. He's going to go over there, learn under Drew, and then I'm going to go see him, and then hopefully bring him to meet DeFranco. So we'll do a podcast with me and him, and then Kieran, and then yeah, just keep going. I, I think that we're probably in, in, in catch caught up. We're probably five years behind. When I started Woodford, Jack. No one else doing it. It was me, and then Durham was still doing it outside of um, out of Body World. He hadn't had his own facility yet. I know for a fact. I forgot they've, they've closed down, bro. Michael Christian used to Christian used to work there. What was it called? Shit, remember that one that they had ties with GWS as well. I forgot the name of them. I met the owner. She was really nice. Shit, I forgot oh, their name. I don't know. Mark, so Michael went to GW Performance, and then now he's running his own thing. I don't know what he did. Before. W Performance. I forgot the name, but they've closed down now. But she reached out to me. She was really nice. I forgot her name now. She was brilliant. But they were doing it as well. I was doing it. But now you write in performance coach and they're everywhere. Like performance centers are popping up everywhere. And people always say to me, how do you feel about it? I think it's fantastic. I'm glad that I, I played a little bit of role in, in promoting it and creating people who wanted to do it. I've had so many messages of people from around Australia and the world now who say, because of you, I started this center. And I told Joe that. And then Joe always says, it was you who inspired them and, and he inspired me. So it's kind of like we were on the standing on all the, all the giants who helped me beforehand. So I always try and pay it forward a bit. And he, he's been one um, who always supports me, always pushes me. And I always appreciate what he's done for me. So he's the biggest, to me, he's the biggest name in the private sector, him and Cressy and Boyle. So I look up to them and I believe that we will be the next, um, Australia will be the next big thing over the next five years in the private sector. You talk to anyone, like DeFranco said it to me. He said, you guys are coming, you're coming fast. So I think we're five years away still. And I, I think that guys like yourself will, will make a very good living, very good living guys like yourself. I'm making good living at the moment. I think in five years' time, I'll be in a better better place where I am now financially. I think guys like yourself, guys like Jay Russ, who I haven't seen in a while, but I'm to catch up. Great guy, fantastic guy. Been a big support. I really appreciate Actually, Jay Russ, when I was struggling last year, I don't know if he's watching this, if you want to pass this on to him. Tell him to yeah, well, message yeah. me again. because yeah, Can you tell him to message me? Because he reached out to me when I was really struggling last year when I was going to quit. Then there's a few reasons, a few people who I actually stayed. I can explain this, but probably if you want to watch Alex Sandalis' Talking Chimps, I actually explained more about my um, depression and why I was going to quit my anxiety and rehab and stuff like that. And I was very open about it. And, and one of the reasons I stayed was Jay Russ actually reached out to me. Like a lot of people reached out. The Australian Street Finishing Coach, Aaron Kellett. Yeah. I don't know if you want to interview him. He's a fan. You'll love him. Fantastic guy. He reached yeah. out to me. Um, a lot of people reached out to me, but one of the main reasons was Kieran obviously stood by me the whole time. My parents, um, Aaron Kellett was a big one, but Jay Russ, reached out and said, man, don't ever let anyone talk down to you, man. I'm always here for you. So um, yeah, if you're watching Jay Russ, I, I really do appreciate that. Like people like that came out of the woodwork and I appreciate that. But I stayed on because I truly love this. It just is that it is a bit of a head fuck sometimes. It is frustrating. But when you when it does work and it does come together, 
I, I do love this. So I actually, I'll be honest, one of the I get a lot of enjoyment by watching others grow. So watch you, watching you grow and start your prepare like a pro. I actually get like that stuff. I was saying to Kieran, um, with you to watch you grow and do this and to educate people, it, it means a lot because I've watched people like you come through and develop and, and then go to the AFL and then unfortunately that happened, now you're doing this. I think that's great. So I actually like watching others grow. It's not just about me. It's about watching other individuals grow and make a name for that, themselves in the industry. Awesome, mate. That's a yeah, good thing that you're doing and they're paying dividends. It's good to see Australia catching up. And we've got Joe DeFranco, Mike Boyle and Eric Chrissy and maybe... Eric, there's, there's actually another, there's another, guy, there's another guy that I'll quickly talk about who, um, a young kid who... I actually had a fair bit to do with, and I, I, he's been. I actually saw him two days ago. Jamie Smith from Melbourne Street Culture. He's on here. So you said ESS. Is that the gym you're talking about? Yes. Oh, it was ESS. Yes. So it was ESS. That was it. ESS. So I forgot her name. Rachel. Rachel. Something. She was fantastic. Reached out to me after she closed down. She said, yeah, "I want to thank uh, you for Olympic Park." Was it? Is that where it was? That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. yeah. And she, she reached out to me, and she, she her and I had a good a good chat. But I'm um, talking about other young kids who are doing real well. I've watched develop uh, Jamie Smith from Melbourne Street Culture. For some reason, I, I, he's just such a. I can relate to Jamie because he's just so different to me. Very relaxed, very nonchalant. For some reason, I really relate to him. I love the kid. Like I honestly look at him like a younger brother. So like when he he does well, it's almost like that. I always like telling Kieran this. When ja, when Jamie went to listen to what I said, I said go to America, learn under Cressy. He went to Cressy for three, four, five, six months. Did it, came back. He's dominating now. Like he's got a business that he works one day a week. He's got coaches working under him. To watch him grow has been, I don't know, man. It's been, he listened to what I said 100%. So I, I was very humble to watch him grow and, and, and watch him develop. And every time I, I watch him, little things like, I don't know, I just get real emotional about it with him. I don't know why. Maybe it's because, because I put so much effort and, and love into when he came in down to Woodford. He said, listen, can you help me out? And I helped him. He listened and he developed. He's got such a good life now. I don't know. It's just watching other people grow, man. I, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. So is that? It, it sounds like that's sort of a, a focus for you. Obviously, still working with athletes, but mentoring yeah. coaches to reach yeah. potential is uh, just as rewarding. The older I get, the older I get, the more I enjoy it. Yes. So Jeremy, I, I've got Jeremy Borzillo. I've got Chris Kranis. I've got Tommy right now. No, I do enjoy that, Kieran. Kieran's, Kieran's having a laugh. I don't know why, because I do have a short fuse. I got a short temper. And I don't really um, put up with, what's the word? I've got no patience. But when I do help people, I do enjoy it. Yeah, maybe that, that, that's something as I get older, I'm enjoying a lot more, man. I don't know. I just enjoy other people growing and, and watching them develop. Nick Fogarty, one of my guys, one of the coaches has got a question for us, Jack. If you don't mind me, I'll read it. Yeah, And maybe you can answer this because you'll be better off with this. Guys, do you think with the roles being made redundant at the AFL clubs, there'll be more freedom for players to appoint their own S&C coach? Or will clubs still restrict players from doing that? Listen, you've got to ask Jack that because Jack would know more about the inner workings. I don't think, I mean, as far as I'm aware, I, I worked with Bayer over the off-season. There was no restrictions. Um, so no, no, I, no I think he's talking about in-season. In-season. Doubt it. I reckon we're a while away from that. I just, yeah, how would that work? You do you do your weights, you do all your running at the club. Like, how, what sort of place that SC comes into the club? I'm working with a guy right now, but I can't say his name because that's just how I am. I've, I've dealt with players in season before from different clubs. They'll just right. come to me, but I keep, I can't talk about it. And they, also, I do yeah. they, how does it work then? So do they not do their weights at the club or do they double up? No, they do the weights at the club, but what they do is I tick boxes that if the, what happens, I'll be honest with you, Jack, right now that, um, there's a lot of tech, a lot, a lot of players who the club will do it. But there's only like one coach on the floor and like the players aren't getting what they need. So all I do is I just do the stuff that they don't hit and then, yeah, they come to me. And I like, look, I like to talk about that more, but probably I'll talk yeah. off 
off camera with that stuff. But um, Jamie Smith, Jamie Smith did say to me actually before I remember this funny thing. Jamie Smith said, "One day I'm coming for you." That's why he said in the messages, "Yes, you are coming for me. You're probably you're probably just you're probably with me right now, brother. You are with me. So don't say you're not coming for me. You're with me." I'll go. I'll go to Zach, the bank, mate. They've, they've sent through some questions. Sorry, mate. Sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Kieran, I, I, I knew this would. Hey, you're good, mate. You're good. So, Hugh, yeah. Jason, how have you developed your training model? You may have already touched on that. You're yeah, I, I, look, it's a combination. Listen, for everyone out there, the older I get, Jack, the more I'm working with an AFL player right now, and he, him, and I just like literally half the time we spend talking about his background, his life, and he's really opened up to me. And no one's really got to know him as a as a person yet. And I'm really getting to know him as a person. So he's, he's really part of what I do is, is even more than these days. Yes, stimulus is important, but there's more to us than talking about sets and reps and exercise selection. I used to think that when I was younger. It's about communication. It's about half of my job is building a relationship with someone, getting them to buy and, and believe to what I say. And right now I'm dealing with an AFL guy. I'm dealing with a, a soccer guy and I'm dealing with a rugby guy who is going to go back to the NRL soon. And it's just getting to know them as people first. And, and the model is important. My model is based off just a fundamental hinge, squat, push, pull, jump, land, sprint, change direction, teach basic motor skills like that, coach them on movement competency, progress them based on competency, what they're competent, progress them on. How long, how long, how quickly they can progress is based on a piece of string. I don't know. Most guys who come to me from um, a system are pretty good. I find them to how I like. I'm not saying that their coaches are wrong. This is just how I like to do things. Many, many roads lead to Rome, many ways to skin a cat. There's many uh, ways you can do something. Don't think my way is the only way. Jack's way is not the only way. How, how we can do things, there's many ways we can do it. So I just kind of keep it very simple. I'm, I'm nothing complex. I mean, I might have a, yeah, what happened to Jack Higgins, Woody? I don't want to talk about that. It's got nothing. Um, Jack, um, I only wish Jack the best of luck. I hope one day Jack can, how do I put this without saying like a, how would I answer that question, Kieran? So what happens with, to Jack Higgins, Woody? No, but I want to answer it in a diplomatic way. Jack, Jack's a kid. No, no, I want to answer it. I want to answer it. I want to answer it because they want to know. I'll tell them. Jack, Jack's a kid who, I, who I'll always love and care for, and I only wish the best that Jack is. I, I wish Jack, and I hope one day Jack can see for what his father's really like. That's all I'm going to say to that question. What was the first time you did your first gym session, and when did you get into it? 14 years old, I bought my first dumbbell set, and I used to print off bodybuilding magazines, Jack, and put them around my room, Jack isolation, split part, everyone's done that. I want to get big for the girls. And now all I do is I, I squat, I hit, I, I squat, I pull from before, and I still get big for the girls. Yeah, he's a smart ass. How did you make your vertical so good from Tom Evans? Tom, I can't jump and power. Speed. Okay, if you look at the most trainable, strength is the most trainable. So JLS always says to me, and I love this quote, Jack, everyone can get stronger, everyone can get better conditioned. Strength is the most trainable quality. Endurance is quite trainable. Power and speed is, is trainable to a point of, of your genetics. Example, everyone can, um, not everyone can be fast. Not everyone can be quick, but you can, everyone can get quicker. Everyone can get faster. Yeah. Speed and power is genetically determined. And unfortunately, that's how it is. And the only way you can overcome that is with external hormones, steroids. That's the only way you can overcome that stuff. And unfortunately, I was not built for power and speed. I'm just built for, built for sometimes lifting weights, lifting somewhat heavy weights relative to my body weight. Yeah. Thank you, Tom, for that. Why did you have a vertical so good? Can you talk about the work of Louis Simmons and the um, conjugate system? Listen, Louis Simmons coach, who I respect, if you actually listen to Louis, I've read all his books, the conjugate system, which is non-linear periodization, which is training multiple qualities at once. In a team-based setting, Jack will tell you, you cannot train individual qualities. It doesn't work like that. You don't have enough time. Unless they are a novice, everything works for them. So you can start a novice on doing that linear periodization where you train one quality at once. That's fine. For me, I'm a non-linear guy. I'll train multiple qualities. Louis Simmons is a power lifter, but you can use conjugate system for a non-strength sport athlete. For everyone out there, there is a difference between training a strength sport athlete to a non-strength sport athlete. Understand a strength sport athlete. 
Olympic lifter, powerlifter, bodybuilder, crossfitter. That's their sport. For us, non-strength sport athlete, field court-based sport athlete, unwatered based sport athlete, lifting is not their sport. It is, it is a means to an end. It is stimulating a physical adaptation to improve at their, at their sport. The sporting skill is number one. Lifting, will, everything else is number two. That means preparation is number two. So for everyone out there, when you see a field-based sport athlete or like Hugh Jackman was lifting, I think, 200 kilos and everyone's like, that's not that strong. Hugh Jackman isn't a power lifter. He's not a strength sport athlete. So for a non, for, for a guy, look at it, look at relative to their body weight. If Hugh Jackman's 80 kilos lifting 200 kilos from the floor, that's pretty good. That's over two times body weight. That's 2.2 or 2.3 times body weight. It's pretty good. So for everyone out there, there's a difference between field, uh, there's a difference between strength based sport and non-strength based sport. We, Jack and I, we train the non-strength sport athlete, understand that lifting is not their sport. That means they're never going to, we don't want them over. It, it, it's not going to benefit us once they're over two times body weight squat deadlift. We're, we're going to look at other areas we want to prove on like speed, like power, like recovery, like their skill, which is number one for us. Everything else is number two. Love it. Last one. Last one. Then we'll start to wrap it up. Goals for 2021. Goals. I just want to, I just want to be consistent. I want to be consistent with my posting. I want to be, consistent with um, – I've actually got a mentorship coming up. I'm really excited about mentoring some coaches and some trainers and some allied health professionals. I just want to just keep being consistent with my posting, keep getting better as a coach, keep learning on different areas. Like one area I really want to learn on is at the moment is recovery. Like I don't think athletes are overtrained. I think athletes are under-recovered. I think one big area of recovery is sleep. Sleep is the most important. You get eight hours quality sleep, that beats anything like massage therapy, cryotherapy, pool-based recovery, nutrition, hydration. The number one way you can recover is sleep. Neurologically, the, the big thing about recovery is neural recovery. I'm big on that because my, the guy I learned under is the number one researcher currently in Australia on concussions. He's the one who's going to be um, taking the player side on suing the AFL. I can't talk. That's all I can say on that. It's in the papers. Everyone knows about that. Alan Pierce. If you, yeah, sleep is the biggest key. I know that. If you want to learn more about that, check out Alan Pierce. He's big on concussion. Um, but sleep is so big neurologically. And when we look at neurological recovery, the nervous system takes two to five to even longer time to recover than the muscular system. So you might be good muscularly, but neurologically, if you're not recovered for a session, especially a speed power-based session, look to modify it, look to auto-regulate, look to change it up a little bit. And that's why I'm really big on uh, Charlie Francis, who was a Canadian speed coach who trained Ben Johnson to his gold medal in 1992. I'm big on the high-low system where you go one day high, next day low. Low is more aerobic, aerobic work, upper body session, or just recovery work. A high day would be something like plyos, heavy load lifting, max strength lifting, or any power-based work where you're lifting sub to load explosively. Beautiful. Mentorship coming up. That's exciting, mate. Thanks for, thanks for yeah. jumping on as well. Is there any anything you want to just sort of say at the end there? We'll, we'll start to wrap it up. But it, my last question was going yeah. to be what that 2021, but I reckon that was pretty well covered. you got some things in the pipeline. Yeah. That, oh, I'm pretty good at doing them because I ramble on and then I stuff up the next question. But yeah, well, the, the questions are they're just there in case uh, there's silence, which there's no silence oh, okay. when you're talking to you, mate. So. Oh. If you guys want to know more about my methodology, my training systems, what I believe in rehab, injury reduction, go to woodfordssc.com forward slash shop. Check all that resource we've got. We've got videos. We've got ebooks. We've got the everything. I want to become the number one research, the number one applied resource in the world in the next 10 years. It's going to take a lot of work, but I'm, I'm willing to do the work with it. I've got a fair bit of stuff coming out. I'm pretty excited. Mentorship, programming 101, you'll see what I mean. Go to Woodford SSC forward slash shop. What I'm excited about is pretty much literally just becoming a better coach, better person. I think that more more to life than this, but I, I want to keep reading different areas like business, self-help, all that stuff. I want to come better on that. 
I used to think that was a bit stupid, but fuck it. No, I want to like develop other areas of my life. And yeah, I'm, I'm just excited about what's coming up and watching other people grow and seeing yourself like prepare like a pro get better. So it's good that everyone keep following Jack, keep following Bear Like a Pro. And uh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, Jack. And uh, tell your boy, Jay, right. give me a message and we should catch up soon for coffee, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's on the FC watching, so he's just giving you the old. Yeah, well, listen, message me and uh, my PA message will be. So uh, message me, we'll catch up for coffee, brother. Both of you. Because I'll check out, guys, I'll check out your INH facility. Sure. I'll check it out. Yeah, because yeah. I want to, I actually, I, I, I'll bring my PA and um, operation manager down, Kieran, because she wants to check it out too. So, awesome. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, chat. Cheers, guys. Yeah, bye.